in San Jose, California. I'm Dr. Greg Matos, board-certified couple and family psychologist. I want to help you love better. I want you to love yourself better first, and then I want you to love anybody who you want to love better. And tonight we're going to talk about emotional labor. Who knows? Let's take a quick poll of the room. Who already understands what emotional labor is. I got a bunch of folks who don't know what emotional labor is. Let me talk about four things that you will notice, you may notice in yourself. If you are in a relationship where emotional labor is not shared reciprocally or mutually or effectively, uh, a few things, you may feel frustrated. Uh, (laughs) You may feel resentful. Uh, You may think to yourself, am I being taken advantage of here? Like, what is going on? You may think, uh, when you think about your partner and you think about how much your partner is invested in you, you may think, you know what? I don't think my partner really cares about me. Uh, You may also feel exhausted and you may feel emotionally exhausted. I'm not talking about exhausted in general because I know that there's some hardworking folks on this live event right now. Uh, and who are our friends at our Better Love Project, hardworking folks, nurses and physicians and uh, business people and everything else, people who are working really hard. So I know you're exhausted in general. I'm talking about emotional exhaustion. So let's get back to what is emotional labor. Emotional labor, if you're listening to this right now, is all of the in-between stuff. Like it's all of the in-between thinking and feeling and considering our partner and considering our relationship and thinking about, uh, you know, what needs to happen in the team for that other person, for yourself, we hope, to, you know, be okay, be comfortable, feel good, be happy, whatever. And so there's lots of energy. If you've ever been in a relationship uh, for longer than three or four months, you know that a fierce, healthy love requires an investment from each person in a relationship. What we know, though, when we're looking at, uh, cheers, when we're looking at the statistics of folks who are uh, spending most more of their time thinking about their partner, thinking about uh, what needs to be, you know, functionally, what needs to be done in the in the relationship, like. Uh, cooking dinner, what we're going to have for dinner, where we're going to go on a date or planning dates or planning vacations or like all the things. If you have kids, emotional labor, you know this, emotional labor goes into thinking about your kid, responding to your kid or kids, uh, planning for their day, planning for what they need to get done. Uh, If your kids are older, doing homework with them, there's all sorts of labor that goes into a relationship, emotional labor, cognitive labor that goes work, that goes into a relationship, right? I think, do you, would you agree with that uh, in general? So we got some agreement on that, that front. And I appreciate that agreement. Uh, I would hope that you would understand that. And if you are a woman in a heterosexual relationship, we know from the data that a majority of the emotional labor, the cognitive labor, the thinking about the relationship, uh, we know stereotypically, historically, uh, this is a very gendered thing. So many, many times, all the little pieces of a relationship, all those little in-between spaces of decision-making, of planning, of taking care of things, uh, 
rest on the shoulders of women. We understand this from the data. So what am I here to tell you tonight? Number one, I want everybody who comes to a Better Love Project, anybody who's here at the show right now, I want you to consider how much energy you're putting into your relationships right now. Invest mutually and reciprocally in your relationship. takes time and energy to plan a date, all right? <laughs> it takes time and energy to plan a date. Uh, you got to. You got to be able to, to spend the time to see where you're going to go on a date, to see if you make, you know, make reservations. Maybe you get tickets to a show or to a movie or whatever it is, right? It takes all it takes energy and time. So my challenge to all of you is to just be aware of how much are you investing, Right. And do you feel as though it's the investment in however way that happens, maybe it's that your partner does specific things, right, on the team. And they do those things, you do your things, and together you get everything you need to get done. And together you also think about each other, right? What are your thoughts about this? I'd love to hear them uh, in the comments below. Feel free to share your thoughts about relationships, about healthy relationships when it comes to this idea of emotional work. John understands. I appreciate you saying that, brother. It's very important that uh, us men, particularly, uh, that we take stock of how much emotional and energy investment are we making in our relationship or are we just letting, particularly if we're in a relationship with a woman, you know, are we just letting them plan, make all the plans and plan all the dates and plan all the vacations and do all those things? Uh, maybe if they really, really like doing those things. But I would say it matters. I don't know if anyone would agree with me. It matters when our partner shows up, right? It matters when our partner uh, says to us, hey, listen, I, I thought it would be amazing if this weekend we could take a little time and go do X, Y, and Z, right? For our partner to take the initiative on planning is a very clear example of sharing this emotional labor. Uh, our friend Jesse asks, uh, what if someone has difficulty expressing or taking on their share? So this could be two different things. Let me talk about this in two different contexts. Instrumental and emotional, right? So there's instrumental tasks that a, a relationship will do, right? A long, fierce love. Uh, a married couple, somebody who's together for 20, uh, 30 years, they know this well. They probably can't imagine their life without their partner doing some level of functional things uh, on a day-to-day -day basis or a weekly basis, right? Uh, then there's the emotional piece. This is the piece that I'm really focusing on right now. For me, it always comes back or often comes back to this question of how are we asking for the things that we want and need? Now, there's an element of emotional labor, cognitive labor, that suggests that each partner is taking the initiative to think about right uh, their relationship, think about what they're already doing or how they're already 
functioning in that relationship and what more they might be able to do. Um, but more importantly, more importantly, this is my view here. I'm a board certified couple and family psychologist. I've helped many, many couples through very, very difficult things. And I want to emphasize this point that the more important piece here is the behavior of asking for what we want. I, yes, yes. It would be nice if our partner uh, would automatically understand what would be helpful to us. <laughs> uh, sure. Okay. I understand that that would be nice, but what I'd rather be the case, my challenge to you, what I'd rather be the case is that you just simply ask for whatever it is that you need once. Ask it gently. Uh, hopefully your partner is asking clarifying questions, understanding why this thing is important. Why? Because we need to be a team, because we need to share the labor, because I feel exhausted, because, um, you know, if you... If you could plan our next date, this is an example. If you could plan our next date, it would mean the world to me. It would mean it would make me, you know, feel that you care about me, that you're invested in us, right? So that's not a harsh way to talk about that, right? It's it's a relatively gentle way to bring up to our partner that we want them to get involved and just to be very specific about what it is that you want to express and what you're asking for. This is very important, not to be general and broad. Be, especially with this idea of emotional labor, because it is an abstract idea. I want you to be very specific. And you can think about this right now. If you're married, if you're in a relationship right now, and you're maybe wanting to ask your partner for something, do it this weekend. It's, it's totally okay. Now is the right time, okay? <laughs> now is an excellent time to ask your partner. You know, when are you going to ask your partner to show up in your relationship the way you want? When are you going to ask them? Ask them now. Uh, just do it gently, you know? And if you have issues, I'll tell you what I'd recommend you do then. Going through some of our comments here. Again, I'm Dr. Greg Montes. We're live from San Jose, California right now. I'm about to head to Portugal tomorrow. We're doing a live recording of our show, A Better Love with Dr. Greg, tonight answering your relationship questions. The topic on the docket right now is emotional labor. It's making sure that you understand what in your dream and in your aspiration of the kind of love that you want to create in this world, the romantic relationship you want to be in, the kind of team that you want to be a part of, how does that team share the work? How does the team share the work? I'd love if you're dating someone, uh, you know, to look to them and see how do they, how are they responding to my bids? You can find this stuff out early on. Uh, but being clear about what your expectations are, I think is fine, especially if you're middle-aged <laughs> like me. If you're middle-aged like me and you're, you know, like engaging in a mature adult relationship with another human being, I think it's fair to talk about these things, like expectations around these things eventually. You know, you don't have to talk about emotional labor on the first date, but... Uh, looking at some of the comments here, uh, just thank you so much for being here tonight. I appreciate you. Feel free to share your thoughts about anything related to relationships here tonight and also ask questions. I'm happy to answer any questions uh, about relationships here. I'm a relationship expert, and so that's why I'm here. You know, nobody's a mind reader, our friend says. Uh, yes, there's nobody who reads minds. Listen, I've studied psychology for 20 years. 
I'm an excellent clinician. I do very good therapy. I do not read people's minds. <laughs> uh, nobody can. So we want to verbalize. We love to verbalize things early on in a relationship. Let's normalize the idea of verbalizing our wants and needs, ladies and gentlemen. That's the, that's my highest aspiration here at A Better Love Project. We got one guest here who says we're working on communication and emotional uh, she says emotional intelligence. Uh, we are so working on not just assuming, also working on not assuming what the other is feeling with proper communication. I would agree with all those things. Let me talk about emotional intelligence very quickly, though. I'm happy to answer any of your questions. Also, I would love your support. Listen, we're a 501c3 uh, media company uh, here in California. I am a psychologist, but I'm also a former Marine Corps sergeant, a combat veteran, and a lieutenant commander in the Navy. And so this is my mission right now is to help you love better. If you believe in this mission, I would encourage you to check out our project. Click the link in our bio on TikTok. Learn more about what we're doing. We've got a free workshop I'd love you to sign up for. It's free 30 minutes on YouTube with me, Dr. Greg. Uh, do that. Definitely do that. Become a member of the project. There's members on our uh, the live event right now, sponsors at the $100 level and other levels who are here right now. Thank you so much from the bottom of my heart for sponsoring tonight's event. This event, this live event is sponsored by viewers like you. If you want to become a sponsor, click the link in the bio. Uh, just going back to this question from our friend, or the statement about emotional intelligence. Let me talk about this really quick, okay? Uh, there's two things that I want you to understand about emotional intelligence. What I would say is that there's some there's some uh, aptitude there, right? There's some capacity, like how capable are you of emotional validation, emotional connection, these things. And there's skill, there's, you know, and so I would emphasize the skill part of that versus the aptitude idea. I would emphasize skill. Why? Because to learn how to communicate with each other, to learn how to share your emotional experience, to start a sentence off when we're talking to our partner with I feel, right? I feel. This is gentle startup. It's a specific strategy that comes from the Gottman method. I feel about this specific thing. I need, right? To be able to lean into that is a skill that takes practice. And especially for anybody who's here right now who doesn't have a lot of practice sharing their emotional experience or emotionally validating someone else, I definitely want you to come to my free workshop. I teach these skills for free. Just come, hang out. Uh, it's all science-based stuff. It's all based on the Gottman method, which is you know based on 40, 50 years of psychological research. Uh, the Gottman Institute, if you want to learn more about them, go to Gottman.com. I'm not affiliated with them, but I do appreciate them. Uh, but so I guess what I would say to you, my friend, is do the work, right? Yeah, do the work that you're wanting to do and focus on getting better at those things that each of you could grow in. Growth mindset is a beautiful thing. We never get what we don't ask for, Jill says. Completely agree. You don't win the lottery if you can't if you don't play. You're not going to get what you don't ask for. Uh, our friend says in the beginning we uh, both did less of asking rather than complain. In the beginning we both did less of asking rather complain. Oh, meaning like you would just complain versus ask. Yes. Now complaining to me 
when I tell my couples who walk into my private practice that complaining is not necessarily a bad thing, right? Beyond, Gottman suggests that beyond, underneath uh, most complaints is an unmet need. So seeking understanding about what our partner's needs are and being able to communicate effectively what we want from our partner is so essential. And you don't just do this before you get married. If anybody's married out there, you don't just do this before you get married. Okay. You don't do it on your wedding day, just your wedding day. When you, you know, promise to do X, Y, and Z in your vows, you do this each and every day, each and every week. Okay. You do this each and every week. You come to understand what each other's needs are. You are curious about those things. And each of you readily and freely shares what they want at any given time. And it's not like anxiety producing. It's just bids, 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 bids. Do you do CBT? I do the Navy, the United States Navy trained me how to do cognitive behavioral therapy uh, with active duty service members because it is the most efficient, effective way to teach people how to gain mastery over their minds, how to gain mastery over their cognitions, their thoughts, their behaviors. These are the only two things that we actually have control. We don't have control over our mood. <laughs> okay, we can have influence on our mood through our thoughts and our behavior. But the good news with Gottman Method Couples Therapy is that it's, in my view, very behavioral, right? It's, uh, it really goes to the point that we, I make often here at A Better Love Project that love is action, right? Love is behavior. So how are you and how is your partner showing up uh, for the relationship? Like, how are you behaving, right? And we know very powerfully, uh, our friend probably does as well, who asked this question about CBT, we know very powerfully that uh, training the mind in terms of cognitive, uh, our cognitions, right? Being able to slow the mind down, right? Being able to focus the mind, being able to assess our thoughts, uh, being able to even go even beyond that and do metacognition, which is something I studied at Rhode Island College when I was getting my master's degree in psychology there. But metacognition, being able to observe and monitor our thinking and our, our um, awareness of things, these are things that really good therapists do. <laughs> Um, but you can learn. Everybody can learn how to discipline their mind better. You know, go to some CBT. You'll learn some good stuff. Friend writes here, my frustration came when I had expectations but had not clearly uh, communicated them. Yeah, absolutely. And then feeling disappointed. Our friend, uh, uh, other friend says, yeah, feeling disappointed after when things are not, needs are not being met, right? Needs are not being met. They're just, you're wanting it to be met, but it's not being met. And, you know, so... So our friend says, yes, we have been practicing this, leaning in for a very long time together, absolutely leaning into each other, uh, turning toward each other, right? Seeing each other as team, as best friends, as, as teammates, uh, to try to improve your love, to try to improve your emotional connection. These are all wonderful aims. And in a healthy, fierce love, ladies and gentlemen, we look to each other to create the kind of love that we want. Where else is the love and the peace and whatever else you're trying to create in your life, in your uh, romantic relationship, in your family, if you're a parent with your kids, where else is that going to come from except from us? Where else is it going to come from? <laughs> it's going to come from our thinking, right? Being disciplined in our thinking, being able to think clearly, 
particularly in conflict, but it's about being on the being with a teammate that we understand, hey, this is what we're doing. We're trying to improve our emotional connection. We're trying to share responsibilities as a team. We're trying to uh, invest in each other, you know, think about each other. We want each other on our, on our minds. Released their expectations and started to openly communicate. It got so much better. That's amazing uh, news that's wonderful to hear and wonderful for our friends who are here on this live event with us to hear as well. We want to see uh, that you put the effort in with your partner, that both of you do, and we want to see change. We hope we do see change, right? Thank you so much for following me. Listen, if you're new, if you've never met me before, I'm Dr. Greg Montes. We're coming up on the end of our live show here on Sunday nights. Uh, pretty soon, we're going to be uh, recording this live from Portugal. You're not going to want to miss those episodes. You're not going to want to miss any of our content here at A Better Love Project. So I would challenge you right now to go ahead and click the link in the bio, uh, sign up for the workshop, come and hang out with me next month in uh, actually this month, May, <laughs> uh, doing the live workshop, uh, learning how to seek understanding and, and get better at that. You'll be in a room, a YouTube, a live stream YouTube event with me with just a few other people. So you'll get one-on-one -on -one attention uh, from me and I'll be able to answer your questions and contextualize uh, the skills that I talk about here at A Better Love Project in a more meaningful way at the workshop. So I do encourage you to go ahead and click the link in the bio and sign up for that workshop today. Also, I would love for you to subscribe to the YouTube channel. And if you've been with the project for a while, if you've hung out with me a, at a bunch of lives, if you find value in the work that I'm doing, please financially support this work. Listen, we rely on charitable contributions from viewers like you who decide to make a one-time donation on DonorBox. These links are in my bio. Or become a Patreon, a patron on patreon.com forward slash a better love project. We have three full sponsors and many, many other supporters on Patreon who get exclusive member benefits there. If you're interested in that, definitely click the link in the bio. But from the bottom of my heart, I want to thank you so much for being here at our live show tonight. It is 831. It's time for me to go. Uh, if you, for some reason, you didn't get a question answered tonight, please definitely come by again to any one of our future live events. I'm happy to help you out. Uh, from my heart to yours, love each other fiercely. Have a wonderful night. Sleep well. Have an amazing week. Cheers to everyone. Peace.